Good morning, Richmond. You are listening to RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania right here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. Today's special guest is 9th District Councilman Dr. Michael Jones. We talked to him about every topic we can possibly cram into 55 minutes. So sit back and enjoy the ride. So first of all, thank you for joining us today, 9th District Councilman Mike Jones. Or should Thanks, we Michael? Michael Jones. Michael Jones. Michael Jones. Whichever one. The doctor. Okay. The doctor. The diggity diggity doc, y'all. Oh, okay. So that, <laughs> all that's right. old Dr. Dre for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you just won your election. I mean, just being relative at this point since it's now 2018, and that was 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But you ran against three other candidates. Yes, um, I did. And honestly, we were joking about it earlier. Candidates slash clowns. Go ahead. Go ahead. They're candidates. I can't call them clowns. They, they're they're nice didn't. people. You did. You did. You're did. right. You did. Okay. Yeah, I did. You did. And it was honestly the one race we could not figure out who was going to win. Really? No. Yeah. We, we could not, for the life of us. I mean, okay, to be fair, we knew it was not going to be one person. It was we not going to be, be Benjamin Leon. Trump Jr. <laughs> Um, so you guys had no idea who I was then, huh? No, no, no okay. clue. Yeah, no clue. Who's Mike Jones. Yeah. So that's the question number Ooh. one. Who's Mike Jones? Who? <laughs> Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. No, they all got upset when I jumped in the race, though. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. They did. Uh, simply because of the work that I've done in the community for about gosh, 10, 12 years, been on TV, billboards all the way, you know, all around town. And so, you know, once I knew Michelle wasn't going to run again, you know, I knew it was pretty much wide open because a lot of elections, especially on a local level, is just all name recognition. Mm-hmm. Who knows you? You know, who can remember your name going to the polls? Uh, and I always remembered in the back of my mind <laughs> the, the distinguished gentleman with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> right, <laughs> he he ran because he had the name of, uh-huh. you know, the the former senator, and so he ran on his name. So I figured, man, you know what? I've got a pretty decent name in the area, and a lot of people knew me. A lot of people know me, uh, and so you know, I just figured I had a decent shot to win. So what made you want to run? Like, what kind of changes did you want to make, and what did you see from the ninth district? I mean, a, a lot of it is I get tired of the BS that so many politicians bring up, and so many people who are in office, um, because again, you know. I could meet with, I could get a meeting with anybody. Uh, I remember, believe it or not, LeVar remembers meeting my son and myself at the Marriott uh, with Terry McCullough when he first, you know, when he first ran. Mm-hmm. And this was like a year before he ran. And so, you know, he's, LeVar's already young, but I mean, we're talking about a young, young LeVar Stoney, you know. And, uh, you know, Terry McCullough was telling my son jokes and all that, and it was really cool. But, uh, you know, I could get a meeting with anybody. Um period. Uh, so whether it was Tim Kaine, Warner, McCullough, it, it, it didn't matter. You know, Dwight Jones, who was in the House of Delegates at the time before he ran for mayor, uh, Dolores McQuinn, I could sit down and meet with anybody. But once, you know, the door closed, they kept doing what they were doing, you know, or whatever their agenda was. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of times the things that, even even now, pe- things that people bring me, it may not be in line with what I want to do. So I can't be distracted by every single voice that comes and you know they think they have a good idea or here's a way we think you should do your business and so I understand a lot of that and so I, I figured if people can go on and just keep doing what they want to do shut the door once I leave and you know business as usual I figured well you know what forget this let me run so when they shut the door you know they they're they're closed in with the lion inside the room so that's why I ran you know because I, I, I do think especially at the local level there's a lot of stuff a lot of good stuff that you can do to impact lives right now so that's why I did it actually it makes a lot of sense 
um, because I think that you're somebody who's probably made a pretty big voice uh, for yourself on council in a couple of different ways. Uh, you've been very outspoken about some items that some people have stayed silent on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those I think that everybody probably remembers is the monument issue. Monument. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that we kind of wanted to talk about, you know, why did you decide to bring that to the table? But also in the meeting where there was a public hearing about it, you mentioned that some very, very offensive and horrific, honestly, comments were made directed towards you and your family in that. And, you know, how did you decide, not only am I going to start this path, but I'm going to finish this path and have this conversation and continue that? I mean, it's kind of easy uh, simply because the monuments were, were put up based on white supremacy. It, it just was, and I just wish folk would own that. And, I, and you know, I think I could could have dealt with the whole process better if you know everyone that came down said, you know what, we know they're racist, but you know, f you, we got the power to keep them up. I could live with that better than, well, it's our heritage, it's history, it's beautiful, it's artwork. No, it's racist, it's wrong, um, and it's interesting that all the I, I did so many different interviews with. Uh, uh, international newspapers. Last week with the guy from Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, some folk from Germany, they get it. They're like, yeah, we don't allow swastikas and there's no mm-hmm. Hitler high. And, you know, I didn't anything. see any of that in Munich. You, 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 and you won't. Well, because uh, they don't glorify the losers. Huh. They don't glorify the bad people over there. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just can't let go. So so for, for me, yeah, is it low-hanging fruit? Do I have other things to deal with? Of course. You know, the folk in the Ninth District, they're trying to focus on eating and all these other things. But the reality is this. If you have an opportunity to take down, you know, to to right a historical wrong, you, you just take advantage of it. And then with, you know, with Heather getting killed in... In Charlottesville, it was like, okay, you know what? Enough's enough. These things need to come down, or at least that process, and we need to have this conversation about what needs to happen. And so, you know, we 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 gave it the the old college try, and um, I'm not disappointed by it because at least it made people have a discussion Talk about it. that everyone was trying to avoid. So, and a lot for of people me, had to Michigan go on record. Conference. Exactly, mm-hmm. they did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Helen Marie Taylor being one of them. Oh, gosh. I was waiting for her to call me a nigger. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I mean, when God. she came down, whenever a white person says, you ungrateful. And you know it's coming. You, you know it's coming after that. That's and so, the next one. <laughs> you know, and, and so I, I motioned word. to Chris. I'm like, no, let her go because I'm about to get called a nigger in here right now. Let and I want to go on record. And and it's like, wow, daggone, you want to call me ungrateful. One, dude, you don't even know who I am, Mm-mm. like talking about, right? And you want to call me ungrateful. Ungrateful, why? Because you guys allow me to live in your city and. And, you know, I get to hold office and I don't have to worry about the lens mob. Right. So, yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. I, I really thought she was going to go some type of way, too. I, I got really tense in the very beginning because she actually um, she called everybody else honorable. Mm-hmm. And then she looked over at you and she started to say the honorable and then uh-huh. stopped herself stopped. and she said, stopped. Mr. Michael Jones uh-huh. and yeah. said it with stopped. the most hatred and vitriol. Yeah. And- you know, told Ooh. you all the things that you should be grateful for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. It was a really was, shining moment in council fire. history. I mean, it's crazy, but, but you know what? If, if it was just death. if it was just straight up heritage, why am I getting death threats? Mm-hmm. Why are people saying you know take him and his kids and hang him out? You know, hang him by you know on the 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 Robert E. Lee statue. If it's mm-hmm. if it's just heritage, why? Y'all, I mean, in the words of Plies, why are you mad? <laughs> you know, why 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 are why you, you that big mad? mad? Why are you big mad? Big right. Mad. I can't argue with you. No. You mad. Look at you. You mad. You big man. That that's why you know they mean more than what they 
let on. And I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm sure if I owned a home on Monument Avenue and I'm looking at a drop in my uh, uh, property value, I know I'd probably be upset as well. But at least come out and say that. Well, and the fact that like monuments like that are associated with a property value is just ridiculous to begin oh, that, with. Yeah, that, that's a problem in and of itself. Yeah, that's because a whole it's not normal. Problem. You can go like, anywhere that's... else in Virginia and you don't mm-hmm. have these, or anywhere in the country. Also not normal. Isle of Confederate. lynching children yeah. over your property well, value. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah. So it was crazy. And so Richmond is, has historically run away from the issue of race, and this this brought it to the forefront. Historically run away from the conversation. Yeah, indeed. They they don't have a problem doing racist stuff. They just don't want to talk about it. No. <laughs> or call it racist. Or, or, or call it what it no, is. That's just, that's just something you should be grateful for. <clears throat> yeah, I'm grateful, I guess. So speaking of race, yesterday you were at the community meeting. Right. For Marcus David Peters, which at that meeting, Mayor Stoney and then Chief Durham were both invited, but they did not attend. Uh, Mayor Stoney did about an hour or so beforehand say that he had other prior engagements and the family, I believe, hadn't heard back from Chief Durham. So you were the only elected official. And I'm curious, you know, first of all, like, why did you decide to attend and what was your goal in going there? But then also, you know, being the only council person who decided to go, you know, that's another time where you could be putting yourself in a position of being in controversy, not necessarily in front of closed doors and in front of people, but behind closed doors sometimes. Uh-huh. You, you know, I think the cool part first is, before I even answer the question, the people I represent, when you represent, man, black and brown folk, when you represent people who are impacted by, you know, so many different issues, they don't care. They're like, look, we want real representation. You know, do do you. So they weren't upset with the monuments. I guarantee you they weren't going to be upset with me showing up to a meeting or, or anything of that nature just because of, man, we're the 9th District. And so that's why I love rep- – and, and the 9th District isn't just black and brown. I mean, dude, we got white folk out there. The cool thing, if you ever come out to Southside Community Center, man, you'll see, we got a skate park that I said it is not – going to get torn down. If it's torn down, build me another one. And so that that's the cool part about the ninth that I love. It's so eclectic and it has its own flavor. But uh, the reason why I came to the meeting, it was personal for me. I felt horrible uh, when Princess Blanding came before council and nobody said nada. And they we said, had people planning that. You know, they they, they said, we. and again, me, me as well. You know, we didn't at least say thank you for coming down. You know, is there pending litigation or possible litigation? Yeah, there, there is. There, and, you know, who knows? I, I have no idea where it's going. That's above my pay grade, right? Uh, but we owed her. At, we owed her enough to just simply recognize her humanity and say, thank you. We're sorry. We feel your pain. And no one said nothing. So that, that I'm not going to lie. That's why I came yesterday, just to tell her, man, I apologize for not speaking out. I apologize for not doing the humane thing. And that's it. I know people wanted me to make a larger stance. I wasn't there for that. I was there to tell that woman, man, I'm sorry that you lost your brother. And then the real is this. I, man, in one year, I did 52 funerals in one year. And so we're talking about two, you know, two, one time, even three funerals that's in almost, one day. I was going to say that's almost, that averages to one a week. Yeah, exactly, a exactly. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of funerals. And so the one thing I know through going through that, um, that everyone goes on with their life. Mm-hmm. They go on with their lives while that person, whoever lost their loved one, still deals with the bereavement process. And so, man, after all the dust settles, after all the meetings stop at Second Baptist, this, this woman still ain't going to have her brother. Right. And that, that's the real thing. And, and they could get all the, they can get everything they're asking for. 
right? Uh, the watch and, and the alert and all these other things. But that man ain't coming back. He's not coming back. And so for me, that's what I wanted to come and acknowledge on yesterday. That, you know what, as a leader in this city, I should have acknowledged your presence. And so because I didn't do it there, I'm going to come here and do it. Mm. That's noble. Yeah, I really, I appreciated that you came out for it um, personally. I was surprised, honestly, not just because I, I know it's it's a difficult it's a difficult position to be in at some point, mm-hmm. and it's a hard decision to decide to make. I think the speaker who was closing things out a little bit was mentioning that let's be real. I think it was Anna Edwards. Uh, and she said something along the lines of the reason that they're not here is that in talking about Mayor Stoney, Chief Durham, or really a number of elected officials is because it's riskier for them to come out here mm-hmm. for their own personal situation and stray from the narrative that keeps them in office to some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So to, to go out there, I think it, it definitely said a lot. And I don't know if you saw some people, I think a couple of people on Twitter, I don't know if you saw comments after you had to make your exit. Mm-hmm. There were some people that were critical of some of the more pro-police comments that you made, because you were very clear to say, you know, I'm not here because I'm anti-cop. I'm not here because I'm anti-Mayor Stoney or anti-Chief Durham or anything like that. You know, I I appreciate the police. And some people were making um, critical comments about that being, I guess, a an ambiguous stance or a a, a borderline stance. Don't get it it twisted. If something jumped off right now, we all dial a 911. You can be as anti-cop as you want to be. I'm sorry. I, I need the police in the ninth district. Do I want a militarized city? Man, no. But when some yeah. craziness jumps off, man, I'm calling Captain Snodder on his phone. This and, and and see, this is what people don't understand. When stuff jumps off in the night, I call Cap and he'll be in the mountains somewhere. I called him one time, no lie. He was in the mountains on vacation, picked up his phone. Councilman Jones, what's going on? Here's what's going on at this lady's house. Can you get a car over there? Yes, I will. Sorry to bother you on vacation, Cap. Holla at your boy. And, you know, these folk are humans. They, I mean, they're our brothers and our sisters, and they're, they are doing a job. Now, do we need to look at policing in this country? Yes. Yeah, because, again, most of the people in there ain't never been profiled. I have since college. I'm talking 18, cops searching my car, and I'm just terrified. I'm in the middle of Utah. Mm-hmm. Skip it, man. Go on, search it. Ain't nothing in there. But, you know, I, I'd much rather just have you search it, you know, Jack up my, forget, throw my rights out the window, but at least I get to go home, right? And and I get to, and so most of those people in there ain't never had a rough encounter with the police. I have several occasions in college. Man, dude, it's, man, please. If there's anyone that should have some disdain for the police, it's Mike Jones as a black man. But the reality is this, dude, they've got a job to do and it's tough. Everyone, everyone wants to try to, you know, be quarterback, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks with the police. And it's not, it's not easy. It's not. Now, do we need to look at reform? Yeah. Do we need to look at, you know, uh, 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 non-lethal forms of, of, of dealing with individuals? Man, no yeah. doubt. But I'm, I'm not anti-police because we need them in our communities where, where, where I live, man. Dude, our church, we're in the courts every weekend. And so we need we need a police presence there mm-hmm. to make sure that people that come into the city because a lot of it a lot of it is not Richmond residents screwing stuff up. Mm-hmm. It's people coming in from the counties that are doing their dirt, bouncing out. They got their little trap houses. Bees in the trap, bees in the trap. In the eighth and ninth district that they just set up shop and do their work in. And again, we found a couple of trap houses in the ninth district. <laughs> 
I called the police. Hey, Cap, here's what's going on. We got a trap house. Go get it. And so, no, no, I will go on record. The police do a hell of a job day in and day out. Unfortunately, it's kind of like a plane crash, right? One plane goes down and everyone's up in arm. Why? Because we don't like to see that one plane crash. And even though plane travel, air travel is still the safest form, safest mode of travel, we don't focus on that when a plane crash happens. Now, yeah, when a cop does something as disturbing as what happened here in Richmond, when a police officer does, police officer does what's alarming is what happened in, 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 in Pittsburgh, yes. in South Carolina. Man, yeah, we need to, you know, again, the police can't get upset because their brothers in blue did this. You know, they're the ones that started the, 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 the mistrust of the police. Dude, there was a reason why Ice Cube, Dre, <laughs> Easy e came up with that song, F the Police, uh -huh. back in the 80s. That y'all, this thing is real. I mean, dude, man. <laughs> and so, 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 no, I'm not one ambiguous. I support what the police do on a day to day basis. I don't support some of the BS that they do when they do it right. When they when they do it right, man, no doubt. We needed them to get it right. We need for these guys to be trained. We need for them to to do their jobs right. But again, at the end of the day, man, you got humans with a gun, right? You got humans with the right to kill. They gonna get it wrong after a while. Right. And hopefully not as much as again, then you just got some jerks who wear it as well. You know, you're getting kids. I, I have an issue with school resource officers. That's that's the conversation we need to have. Mm. Right. I, I remember. <laughs> and this is a county issue. But I went off on the, because, again, the, the church I pastors in, in Henrico County. So I have a stake in Henrico County at Henrico High School. Man, the first thing you saw was a police car mounted up on the curb in front of the school. And I asked the school, but what the hell is that? I'm not going to go out to deep run and find that. So mm -hmm. why am I seeing that in Henrico County? Hmm. That what what message are you sending there? Right? And so so for me, man, no, no, I'm willing to hold everyone accountable. Everyone accountable. So, you know, so people were, were, they didn't think, man, I could care less what people think as it relates to that. I really do. Because again, especially if the person was white, she ain't been stopped by the cops like that. <laughs> I mean, I got stopped by the police. We, we were in Botswana. Botswana, South Africa. It was so cool to get stopped by African police officers. Yeah, because it's not like that over there. Dude, I mean, and, and the tripped out part was, through, you know, my frat brother got married. And so, you know, my frat, we were in the car. We got pulled over. We were like... Hands on the car, man. We got no, and we we were like straight laced. The Africans, you know, the Botswanans, they were still talking on their phones, talking head to the police, and we were like, "What are you guys doing?" Mm -hmm. And it was like, "Okay, this is what it must be like for white people when they get pulled over in America, mm -hmm. that they feel comfortable and at ease." And we were still so conditioned by American policing that the black folk in the car, man, we we were like. We can't believe you guys were on the phone. We can't believe you guys were looking at the police and talking back to the police like this. You didn't turn your radio off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was so, so cool. And so then the guy, because we made an illegal turn, he was like, okay, go back and do the turn the right way. So Are you we serious? Had, yeah. That, <laughs> I'm like, this is what it's like to be white in America. It's like, okay, you know what? Go do it the right way. And so not Next that time, I don't. try better. I know. And, and that, that's all I'm not going to lie. I've gotten off on a few tickets for just do better next time. Yeah. Yeah. No but, you know, I think the most stark one that my friend asked me once that made me finally realize of like, just because it's something where as a white person, you know, you don't get the same experience. And it is hard to fathom that somebody could be treated so differently. Hmm. And my friend um, asked me the question, when you get pulled over by the police, what's the first question? that you get asked. And I, I think about it, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, the first question I get asked is like, do, do you know why I pulled you over? Right. Like, mm -hmm. out of the several times I've been pulled over, that's always the question. Mm. And he just looked at me and said, the first thing I get asked 
is do you have anything on you? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's a black man. And just yeah. that, that radical disparity of from this first question that you get asked, mm-hmm. like that changes the narrative entirely. I've never had a police officer, even when, you know, the, the police officer, my friends were in the back seat with, they were drinking. I was taking them on like a McDonald's run in the middle of the night. Mm. Yeah. And the cop said out loud that he could smell alcohol in the car. Yeah. Never, never had a mask. Is there anything in this vehicle? Yeah. Never got searched, so it just—it's—it was a very startling uh, yeah, realization yeah. of how just yeah. radically different that interaction even can be. Well, I'm not gonna have no comment on that because we can talk all day about oh, my no. interactions. We could keep police. going, but <laughs> so a couple things that you did mention is you know there's things with like training, which of course comes with budget, which now brings it into like a council realm. Yeah. So you know you're somebody who submitted a couple pieces of legislation. Throw back to the monument one we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Do you see um, things that you might be thinking about submitting coming in the future that you're looking into to address some of the biases that or, or training issues or things like I know they talked about the Marcus <laughs> Alert and everything that you might be looking to pursue with the Richmond police to help them be better and be held accountable? I, I think what needs to happen after everything settles down and after the chapter is closed and whether it's litigation or whatever else, after all of it's done, that we can have an open conversation, open conversation on, hey, what needs to happen? What resources need to be you know, put in place? I don't like to legislate praxis. Right. I don't like to legislate how someone should do their job. I, I just and that, that's just me as a legislator. I, you know, I kind of cringe when people want to put together legislation to tell the CAO how to discharge their duties. That That's what they get paid for. That's the mayor's job. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of approach that differently. You know, do I want to know how they're going to you know, make this happen? Yeah, I do. You know, do I want to know, you know, what type of training they're going to do ongoing? Yeah, I do. Um, And then if it takes resources for that or the reallocating, you know, moving around, I I think it needs to happen. Because, again, you know, my piece is this, you know, I don't care about all the other stuff. Man, how do we keep there has to be another switch that hits when we see a person who is unarmed. You know, and it, it it just is. And you know, I've talked to the mayor about it. I've talked to the chief about it. it. And and again, it's it's not it's not it's not an easy conversation. And again, I have friends in law enforcement. Trust me, I do. High the hell up. Trust me, right? And I don't want to name drop in here, but they're like, yeah, we don't know. You don't know what should have happened. They know enough to not go on record saying, well, here's what we think would happen. Here's what I would have done. Here's what I wanted my officers to do. You know, but there seems as, and and this is on the outside looking in, this is me being the armchair quarterback, right? The Monday morning quarterback that, okay, if we know that someone is unarmed, then do we use lethal force on that individual? I don't know. Uh, I just have a problem with that. I just have a concern with that. And so it, it's it's a question. I mean, dude, this kid in Pittsburgh was running away from the police away. and got shot. Now, is this like this? No, he was running at, you know, I don't know. But all I know is this. The, the facts are he was naked and unarmed. Those are the facts. And some, you know, I guess some of the police officers got upset at me because I tweeted that out. Naked, unarmed. I'll wait for more information. Oh, he's anti-police. No, dude, I'm not. I'm a black man that lives in an African-American community, and I need to know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I need to know what's going to happen because, again, I got a six-foot-four six son, right, that if he gets a hold of something and he wigs out, what's going to happen to him? You know, I'm the only black male on council. 
Chances are people are going to be afraid of Mike Jones before they're afraid of Andreas Addison or Parker Agilesto. And Parker Agilesto, we're the same size. I mean, we are just about the same height. It's the seersucker. Nobody's It's the seersucker. I know, man. I got to get my seersucker game It might up. be his haircut, too. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, dude, Parker's we a love big you, dude, Parker. man. We love you, Parker. Parker's actually a big dude. He is. I, I trip. I'm like, damn, you're a big dude. Look at you. And so, but, but that, that's the reality of it, you know. Most people have never had a white person grip their purse because they walked in the elevator. I have. Mm -hmm. You know, I met this white girl from Utah, and she was like, you're the first black person I've ever seen in person. Help me, Jesus. And and it, the, the, the only black people she's ever seen were on TV. That's terrifying. Right? And, and But that, that was real for me in college. And that stuff happens. There are still people out here today that may not see a black person. Depending upon where they live in this country, it is possible. We used to go to the mall in There's Boulder, Colorado. In the, no, no. You don't got to go to the country. There's people in this city yeah, that yeah. don't see black people unless it's the nanny that pushes their baby or the lady that packs their groceries. Yeah, yeah. And so so it, it's, it's real. We got to have some real conversations about how we do policing, about how we do government, about how we discipline charge all of our duties. So speaking of um, the Ninth District especially, mm -hmm. uh, so I, I was, I, I couldn't sleep last night. I like never can sleep. My question was, I was up late and couldn't sleep. And I was reading the Richmond Times-Dispatch candidate guides from 2016 yeah. in my casual 5 a.m. You, you made time. me want to go back and look at mine. I'm like, okay, what did I say back uh -huh, in the day? Yeah. I have the quote. Don't get you. What, what did I say? Ready? What did I say? What did so I say? So the one I wanted to ask okay. about is, this one was, uh, the question was what you wanted to pass in your first term as okay. a policy and legislation. Okay. And your quote was, I want to develop policy initiatives and programs to help close the extensive disparity gap in income, education, housing, crime, jobs, and economic development opportunities in our city. And I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm a bad <laughs> Shut your mouth. We're, we're, we're doing that. that. That's the cool thing in the 9th District. My whole thing was about bringing opportunities and resources to the 9th District. We have the Office of Community Wealth Building that has a satellite office in our district. And so they are having job fairs there. They are doing a lot of things to help people right then. Uh, there's a major $30 million project that's taking place at the old Kmart. Uh, Colonial Downs are coming <coughs> in to do off-track betting. And so, you know, one of the things we hit them up, I'm like, man, dude, you guys- Get I that know, revenue. About to lose some money, guys. Oh, <laughs> that money's cha-ching $2 million a year, right, wow. once it's up and going. And so, you know, I'm like, look, if you guys are coming in, I need my folk in the ninth district on the south side, I know you can't just all hire right there, but I know you can have a job fair before you have your initial job fair. Opening, yeah. And so that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have they're gonna have the regular job fair, but before they have that one, they're gonna have one at the Southside Community Center. That means so y'all means y'all need to show up. And that means you need show to show out. up and get your jobs. And so for me that's what I'm doing. And so it's leveraging, it's building relationships. And this isn't even about writing legislation. I haven't written any legislation, but it's just building relationships across, you know, the administrative aisle to say, hey, look, administration, can you guys come and do X, Y, Z? It's about making sure that development happens in our district. And as it does, that we just don't roll over and give them whatever they want, but we hold them accountable so we can get some stuff back as well. So it's kind of having a, a different voice that's working the existing structure that's in place and trying to maximize the opportunities that exist for your district. Right, you have not because you asked not. I and mean, so as people come in, I'm asking them, hey, can we get this? Can we get this? I want, the, the, thing, the thing I wanted with them, I'm like, I want more security cameras. I want security cameras pointed at Motel 6. 
That's what I want. I want lights. And again, I'm going to hold them to that so that if stuff jumps off over there, they've got cameras that are pointed that direction. I'd be down with some uh, lights on Chamberlain, too, if you want to, like, <laughs> no, you wanna like cross the and, river a little bit. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, I mean, so so it, it's basic ass. So, when, when you know, we've got another project that's coming on Hall Street where they're going to do, it's going to be a 55-plus uh, uh, gated community apartment complex. And I'm like, look, uh, I want security cameras. 55 plus? 55 plus. Grandma getting dropped off. Grandma getting dropped off. Yes. And so, so, so it's just some of those basic things. I don't, I don't want a bunch of apartment complexes in the ninth district. I want affordable housing. I want townhomes and things of that nature. And I'm just very vocal. They, they know I will pitch a fit. They know I will stand up. And you know, they, they were kind of concerned with me being a minister if I was going to have an issue with betting and gambling. I'm like, man, I can care less about gambling and all that stuff. That you know, much of religion is based on puritanism that ain't got nothing to do with the Bible, right? There you go. And so, plus, I love blackjack, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. Not well, that I have, that. not that I have a situational ethic. There's the real but, I, deal. but I'm like, there, there's other issues that I have. Is, is this going to send the ninth district? You know, set us up to be the party district, the red light district, forever. And if it is, then I need other resources to make sure this doesn't happen. I need right. these se- secret squirrel details out here <laughs> with the police department doing their thing, making sure stuff ain't jumping off. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, again, you're going to have all these folk coming into the Ninth District that are not from the, ninth the city of Richmond. Oh, yeah, that too. Right. And they're going to they, they gonna come in. They're going to get them a little bit, you know, gamble a little bit, you know, see the sister girl out there, holler a little bit, go over to uh, Motel 6 and get a little bit. Uh-oh. You know, uh-oh. And, and so. so And then everybody's going to see it on the news about what happened. Exactly. And everybody going to make some assumptions. And it's people from outside of the city that are yep. coming in. Exactly. Okay. And so I'm like, what are we going to get because of that? How are we going to make sure that this doesn't happen? And so, and, and I told him, I said, you know, you know, Selena, and that, that's Selena Cuff, Cuffy Glenn, who is our CAO. I'm like, we may need more, more police on that side, you know, in the third district. I, I may need more, more cars on the street to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen. Because again, right behind it, what people don't know, man, we've got, we have so many strip clubs in the ninth district. Mm-hmm. In, in the ninth. I, I mean, come on, where, show me a strip, is there a strip club in first district? Is oh it? no! Did you say the first district? I'm just saying. Scott's edition's the second, right? Yeah. So yes. no, no. That's the one I know. Of. I can answer that. No. Uh, there's a gentleman's club back over Moore Street, Moore Street Cafe. You go back over there. Yeah. What district like, is that? Is that second or third? That's the second. That's the second. Then. Oh, we talking about the rendezvous? Hmm. Yeah. It's, not, it's, rendezvous. it's none in first district. I can none in that. first district. Yeah. Is there one in the seventh? No. One in the sixth. No. Oh no. One no. in the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if, if that's the candy bar, that might be the eighth, right? The eighth or the yeah. fifth, candy right bar. there. That's, is that still a strip club? I don't know, man. I ain't yeah, been, so, so I can't. Got, are, are you the strip club? Over at Southside Plaza. <laughs> I'm yeah. the, I, I am the strip club connoisseur because I got all of them in my district. Yeah, they're all hanging we got the out. Pleasure Palace. We've got Paper Moon. We've got Daddy Rabbits. Is always jumping at Daddy Rabbits, right? Oh my gosh, so, I remember Daddy Rabbits ads from when I was a kid, and I will date myself. I'm 39, so uh-huh. I've been hearing Daddy Rabbits ads. Like forever, mm. and now they don't make the ads anymore. What a shame. Well, Candy Bar making ads, and they got a good prime rib special. I was hey, just wondering if hey. they still had it. <laughs> I've never but, but, been but to again, a strip club for prime rib, the, the, but now you The problem is, is when, is when you have that in one district. Yeah, that that it yeah. it makes the district look bad. It you makes just the, label district, the district. As it is. It gets labeled a certain way. And, and there's no way, way that kind of an economy is sustainable when you only have one type of a market or a couple yeah. types of market. Right. That's not a sustainable economic and. It, it, adventure or endeavor but, but, but and again, the type though, of people, attraction that it is people are trying to hold on to monuments 
Daggone, I want to let go of these doggone strip clubs, mm -hmm. right? A minute, in a minute, that's all I need is a minute, in a minute, in a minute. We popping off in a minute, in a minute, in a minute. Uh, that's all it takes is a minute, in a minute, in a minute. Yeah, we popping off in a minute. Uh, this is Councilman Michael Jones. You are listening to WRIRLP 97.3 FM, Richmond Independent Radio. And what's your favorite show on this station? RVA Dirt, Municipal Mania. Mania, 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 mania. Mania! But again, so so what am I doing to deal with that? We're about to change. I, I'm about to put my next resolution that's going to go in is to ask the um, Planning Commission to raise the zoning in the 9th District. From B three that allows just about everything, mm -hmm. uh, up to B two. So people have they have at least have to come before us to get special use permits. Mm -hmm. This off track betting thing, honestly, there was nothing I could do about it. You know, people are like, "Well, we don't like it." I'm like, "It doesn't matter whether you like it or not because of the zoning. They can. They're here just out of the goodness of their hearts, having a conversation with us. Yeah, they can do it. Mm -hmm. they, they they can do it. And so, you know, I want to make sure that that can't happen. That we can sit down have conversations in land use, have conversations before council, so you know the public can actually give input. Right now, we can't say nothing about what goes on in the 9th District, period. Mm. So that's going to change. So am, am I getting an A for like keeping up with some of my campaign promises? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right, awesome, awesome, awesome. There's a couple of people I was actually like pretty excited about, and then others that I was just like, womp, did, womp. They, did somebody else write this for them? The womp, womp. It was, oh, this will be fun. <laughs> All right, so my question for you is, um, since we're talking about, you know, um, lifting up the ninth, mm -hmm. you have a growing immigrant population, mm -hmm. uh, booming Im immigrant population in the ninth is happening there. Um, what are you doing to make them feel safe and at home in this current political climate of anti-immigration? Well, for, first, I wouldn't label them as immigrants because, again, we don't know whose status is what. Right, so no. we're just assuming if they're brown that they're not from here, That's or their, their status might be questionable. So, so I don't even get into that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I've got people that are moving into our district. We have uh, a, a growing Latino population, and uh, man, it's all good. It's all good. And so, you know, what are we doing? We're trying to make sure that um, we have safe, clean, and safe neighborhoods. You know, and so we're trying to make sure that that individuals are safe as they're walking around, that they're not worried about getting hit upside their head and their money being taken away and things of that nature. And so, one, we're making sure that that they're treated as human beings, right? And so, you know, our immigration, dude, whatever, people can miss me with all that. You know, like Kendrick Lamar would say, miss me with that bush. because everyone immigrated here, unless we were drug here. Who you telling? Correct. And don't, so, don't, so don't. this whole, I mean, dude, Mark, Mark Rubio and all these cats, dude, all y'all got here, you know, on a ship, hmm. right? Whether you're at the top of it or at the bottom of it, like my ancestors were. Mm, mm, so, mm. so we, <laughs> the people that are having the conversation on immigration. They are in no position to have, to have that conversation, yeah. period. If they are indigenous to this country, if they are natives, they get to have and own the conversation. Outside of that, man, it's garbage. It, it's garbage. Hmm. So that, that's, that's why I That's a way better that. answer than yeah. I expected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 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 man, dude, if they live in the ninth, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. We're going to make sure you're straight. You know, again, my biggest thing is, again, man, I've got so many bars and restaurants. Whether it's a bodega, whether it is, you know, a bar and restaurante, or whether it is, you know, 
La Discoteca, whether it do. I don't want people driving through the Ninth District neighborhoods um, drunk. Feeling unsafe and drunk. That yeah, too. That, that, that's my issue. That's my concern. So that isn't about an immigration status. That's no, not about, that's public you know, safety. That, that's public safety. And so some of the, you know, and I'm sorry. That, that That's why I love the police. I'm sorry. That That's why I still rock with the police. Y'all put some cars out there and make sure folk coming out these restaurants aren't, you know, aren't drunk. Mm-hmm. Aren't aren't you know driving under influence? Because again, it's real for me. You know, my daughter comes home from college, and man, I am on pins and needles with her out here. You know, she's coming in at two and three o'clock in the morning, hanging out. I need to make sure she you she's probably safer in a college atmosphere than she is coming back to the big city, mm-hmm. right? Because Richmond is larger than Chapel Hill. And then my son, I mean, dude, he wants to go out and hang out now. And man, I'm on pins and needles. Yeah. You know, because again, it's not. It's, my mother would always tell me, "It's not you I'm worried about. It's the fool in the other car." Everybody else, yeah. you know. And so you've got these cats out here drinking at the neighborhood bar, and you know what? I don't have that far to go. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I don't want. I don't want one of these cats turning it because again, it's happening. It's happening. They are knocking over mailboxes, street signs, all these other fences. Why? Just had an accident this weekend. They a lady hit a car. She mm-hmm. she hit a deer, and they got out to look. And a drunk driver hit them. Yeah, yeah. And Killed so, them all three of them. So, again, you know, it's a problem for me in the Ninth District because I have all these neighborhood bars. Yeah. And so something something needs to happen. You need some more neighborhood churches. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Church folk drink, too. They no, sure do. The cameras just not talking all about sure would help. Yeah, that yeah. would. And then, again, I'm sorry, uh, some For type patrols. of police press presence. Yeah. Um, and then fewer bars. You know, where folk are just drinking until one or two o'clock in the morning. Well, I don't know. That's not, but look at Shaco Bottom. Look at yeah, but I feel like you downtown. have hit like peak saturation for entertainment. Yeah, no, but what I'm what I'm that. saying, but, but what we're saying, you you know, you're saying like you got a lot of bars and you got there's lots of bars in other places too, but they have found a way to have the right resources to there it is you know now it's, it's a little different you know what i'm saying because they're supporting and they're protecting these college students that are outside of virginia right. that are coming here and they don't want you know to send you but know. but d- downtown in shaco they're not driving through densely populated neighborhoods that's true too yeah. i was gonna say that yeah, the landscape walking, of the yeah. districts are completely different yeah. you know and while i don't necessarily agree with blocking i know in shaco bottom they like basically did blockades and yeah. that absolutely damaged a lot of the businesses down there. And mm-hmm. instead of doing things like taking away the liquor licenses of the offending mm-hmm. clubs and mm-hmm. bars and that kind of thing, and actually impacting the people who were allowing this to perpetuate and everything, right. they blockaded right. it. But also that's the point of, that's a space that's able to be blockaded. In the ninth mm-hmm. District. That's not like that. When we were driving out there. Man, um, man I'm telling you, I didn't know where we were going. I thought I was in like Chesterfield at one point, And then I see like the <laughs> Assembly Hall of Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, and I'm like sitting yeah. there thinking like, am I about to lead like Francesca out here to like, where are we? Yeah, I don't and know then where we turn we down and I'm like, pops. pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. This is like really cool. Mm-hmm. But you're just not expecting it. And the amount of space and just distance yeah. that you have to drive, yeah. and it's a totally you're you're inclined to drive because again, you're not inclined yeah. to take a taxi. You got Beaufort Hills, which right. is across the street, right? And so, you know that that that's I just want I just want folk to be safe. Yeah. That, that that that's it. I'm down with drinking. I'm down with whatever, you know. But again, you go to cities like Chicago, they have their district where kind of like, kind of like Chaco. Yeah. We know what we're going down Chaco for. And so we yep. know I'm gonna get me an Uber. Know we're gonna do this. They they actually make it tough where you can't drive, you can't park downtown like talking yeah. about it, you know. And so so it changes the dynamic of versus you know what? Hey, this restaurant out in the night, man, no, 
free parking. There's, there's more space than anything. So we need more Uber and Lyft drivers in the ninth. Well, that and just man, I just need we just need help out there. We 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 if if we're gonna be the club district, right? <laughs> then then we need the resources to go along with. Think about it. how ironic that is. <laughs> Dude, I used pastor, to party on Midlow. The pastor of the church is the district. The councilman of the, of the club district. I am. Ain't, that's ironic. That's ironic. Wild. That's someone ironic. To, someone to pray over everybody. But next man, I'm, I'm sorry, that's, man. Dude, my church is lit, though, man. Dude, we'll, we'll play God's plan. Dude, on Mother's Day, we play two chains. I just want to make my mama proud. No, dude, no. Oh. And, and so, so the old, the older moms, they were like, because what cause is this mess? We, 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 we had them. We had all the moms come down to the altar, and so the older moms, they were like. What is this? My this younger moms, they was like, yeah. <laughs> they was like, like, yeah, let's turn up. I'm oh. like, oh, that's cool. So it was actually kind of cool. So we do, we do, we do fun stuff like that, man. You know, secular seconds to have fun. Well, you have to I think in this day and age, you you have to bring to reach all the people, you have to have a certain I just want to have fun. Well, I, I'm be, not I mean, it's just, just because I'm you're just, a man of God doesn't mean you're not a man of reality. I'm yeah. just a man. Yeah, I'm having fun. I mean, but but again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we we we, we 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 grew the village based on one premise. I wanted it to be a church that I would go to if I didn't have to pastor, right? Yeah. And so I'm not going to a church where they're going to blast me, you know, talk about me as a man when I'm not doing as a black man, as a black father, mm. not going to get beat up. You know, I'm not going to hear every week how I'm going to hell. And, mm. You know, give me something that's going to help me that's because I'm trying to keep from slapping somebody at work. Right. See? And so, I mean, there are times that I feel like putting my hands on folk at city council meetings. And so. <laughs> well, that's what a coincidence. You race I mean, baiter. You I'm race just, baiter. You, <laughs> Stop that! We've kissed and made up. Okay, all right, we, we, right, have, right. we have, we have, we right, have. But good. no, just just some of the stuff, just some of the comments that people make, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, you know, it, it's just interesting, man. It is just interesting. That's a good word for it. It is interesting. Just it leave is. Somebody's is. going. I am going to have to pray for this guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy, this no, guy. No, it's like no. You guys are beyond prayer. You know, but 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 again, I, I have a sense of you know th- this whole thing of neighborhood. I, I saw when when some people from the fan were coming down, and they just wanted to expand daycare in their, yes, in their, in their neighborhood. That's and it. I'm like, y'all are some heartless mother. Y- y'all are right? having a great day. <laughs> Ripped me apart. I think, like, how could you not let them expand? Dude, I was dang near in tears. And, dude, there were some white women out there. They were like, oh, you just better preach, black man. Oh, my God. I know. They they were in tears. (laughs) (laughs) They were. It was honestly, I was was at a point where I was like, am I going to cry or just die laughing right now? Because it was just, it was the most, one of the, like, it's again, like, it's honestly, like, the most real (laughs) thing. Because I think at some point in that thing, you actually said, you know what? I was going to vote. In yeah. your favor yeah. or against this whole thing, but you know what? Now, so after hearing y'all, because again, you have these mothers, even though they work for the Martin Agency, they're still moms yeah. that are wrestling with, dang, I just dropped my child off at daycare. I'm a bad person. Yeah. And and I'm sorry if you've ever taken your children to daycare, you feel that way. I mean, I worked in daycare for 10 years. I know. I saw the anguish. My mom, she worked for- The judgment from other people. So my mom actually was um, like a a promotions manager at NBC Mm -hmm. 12 when I was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, she needed B-roll footage and she went to my daycare and then subsequently quit her job because she Mm -hmm. decided I looked really sad in daycare. Like it's, it's, yeah. It's It's something that- I don't know, Carter's never been to daycare. 
and, and also, it, I've been a stay-at-home mom. It's, My it's son a blessing. never went to daycare. It's, it's a blessing. Oh, no. I was I was listening to a podcast last week that talked about the impact of you know corporate women having babies and how it impacts their you yeah. know upward mobility. Yeah. What you know whether or not they were gonna get promoted and yeah. didn't. And so I'm like, dude, we live yeah. in a jacked up. Yeah. Our country is so freaking interesting. This is America. It is. Huh. And you you would it's like man, dude, have a heart. Mm-mm. Have a heart. And so yeah. that's what I try to bring to council. It's like some of this stuff is just simple heartfelt. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Simple it's okay stuff. to feel things yeah. when you're trying to work for people and you're not just working for your district. Sure, you are working a hell of a lot for your district, mm-hmm. but you have to think of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're the working moms and the fan who would be so relieved to be able to walk, walk to their daycare. Daycare. Affordable daycare. Affordable yeah. daycare. Also very clear about that. Affordable, Affordable daycare. neighborhood daycare. Mm. But no, we're not allowed to have and, nice things. And have their kids together because they had more than one kid and have them in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, that was so hard. So, so that's why I got on council because I wanted to help do things like that right there. So one thing um, that I, I know you've been excited about is bringing two schools to be built mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. ninth district. Mm-hmm. And um, recently, there were three RFPs issued, mm-hmm. not four RFPs issued, which this does go back to the fact that originally there was only technically enough money for like 3.25 schools. Right. Mm-hmm. And the goal was ideal world is like, all right, well, let's keep moving forward. And right. the right. ideal background is like, by the time we get there, we'll have, we'll the, have money. the money. It'll come. Right. Um, we'll On figure a magic it out. carpet ride. Yep, or we'll get some debt capacity, like a number of things. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. we're at the three RFPs, and it looks like it might not be realistic for you to get two schools built in your first term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just curious, you know, are, how are things going as far as finding the, the funding for facilities, but also, like, what are your thoughts on on that piece of it to where, you know, George Wythe is the one that ultimately is the fourth school that got cut? Mm-hmm. And not really cut, but, like, it was never it's not, yeah. fully funded. Right. So it hasn't been moving forward at this point. Um, you know, and, and I can't lie, you know, as as a ninth district guy, I'm sitting back here, man, I'm I'm getting my two schools. I'm getting my two schools. What y'all gonna get? You know, and so I'm trying not to be that way about it, but I still am. It's like we're gonna get green, which is awesome. I mean, man, and, and again, I walk by green just about every day, or at least a block over from green as I as I just do my my morning walk, my you know, just trying to stay in shape. And so Dude, we just need sidewalks over there because you have so many moms that are, you know, wheeling the family up in strollers and they're walking up and they're dodging cars, mm. you know. Oh, that's so dangerous. And so, so we're going to get sidewalks, which is awesome. We're going to get a new school, which is needed. And so, man, I just thank Linda Owens for, you know, really sticking to her guns and saying, look, we're going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to make it happen. And so I'm glad that that's happening. And then, you know, Elkhart Thompson, I don't know where Elkhart is going to go. I don't know if they're going to to put it in the old site or build somewhere you know but again we need a new school on that side uh will george will george with happen and it's gonna happen eventually because it needs to yeah it needs to and we've got to find the money and when man I, I wish we were fairfax i wish we were virginia beach i wish we were some of these other localities that were benefited by that, the lci <laughs> exactly right <laughs> that just have goo gobs of money or where we just had booming industries cranes or, everywhere or we had the state adequately pay us for the things that are our payment in lieu of taxes oh, because what? we have such a high yeah. percentage of state, of state buildings. Yeah, 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 that yeah. And so, you know, so we do get that ding for, um, you know, for being the state capital, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, it has to be, you know, 
a both and type proposition, not an either or. We've got to. And again, so many people, you know, I love the schools, people. I really do. But it's like, come on, y'all, really. Just just look at the numbers. If you look at the numbers, you can see what can happen. You know, you I mean, shoot, I want hair. It ain't growing. Bye. It, 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 it just ain't going to grow. Nope, it's just not going to do it. Get a hat. I can't. It, I, I'm, I'm just baseball cap. We good. It's not growing. There are some things that aren't going to happen because we do not have the resources to get it done. Now, we know how to get it. I, I know how I can go get it next week. Let me raise property taxes and let, let, let's just do everything. And I know everyone was, oh, cigarette tax, cigarette tax. Man, dude, cigarette tax taxes poor, uneducated people, period. Go look at the numbers. That's why I didn't support the cigarette tax. You, I mean, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. The numbers of, you're talking about seven out of 10 individuals that dropped out of high school smoke. Six, six actually, that was like eight. Seven out of 10 that uh, uh, went to high school, uh, dropped out, have a G- GED, they smoke. And then it's not until, you know, college, you know, high school grads, it goes to like four to five out of 10. Smoke. Bachelor's degree, three to four. Postgraduate, one, you know, one to two out of ten. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I spoke at, at, a, at a teacher's event and I said, you know, you want to know how to cut down smoking? Graduate your kids. Let's graduate them. That's how you cut down smoking. Right. And so but again, man, dude, dude, let, let's just raise the bar. Tax everybody. You know, raise property taxes. That's how you get your schools built. If y'all real serious, if y'all about it, about it. But most folk don't want that. They don't want to hear that. No, I'm happy to pay more property taxes. And a lot of people No, a lot. I remember remember knocking doors for Jeff Bourne when he was running for the House of Delegates. And that people said that they were like, look, we'll we'll pay more in property taxes. You know, but again, though, you still have some folk on the south side, right in the eighth and ninth district that, you know what, you take another seven, eight hundred dollars. I mean, oh, there needs to also be a good like exemption process and appeal process and everything, especially for like elderly. I know there's a lot of restrictions around how people. There's a hell of an abatement program for folk with money, though. And that's got to change. That's the issue. That's that's I mean, there's like twenty three million dollars that's sitting up, you know, in an abatement program. We're going to change it. But, you know, it's going to be a while before we see those funds, Mm -hmm. you know, actually hit. Yeah. Oh, y'all can't see my eyes rolling out there on Radio Land. Yes. I mean, for the record, all for all four eyes, all four sets was like bye. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day I'll have a council person who like won't just adamantly say I'll vote against any property tax. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we need to get the money. <sighs> we need something. Mm-hmm. So we're about to wrap up here, but I wanted to just ask, you know, so what does the next couple of years look like for you? What are your uh, ideas, goals? Are you? Operations. What do you want to accomplish now that we're here? If we talk about it in the ninth district, I just want to continue to make sure we check. We've got to change zoning so we can control our own destiny and our own growth pattern. Uh, we have to do that. So that that's kind of number one on my list of things to do. And so hopefully that should get before the planning commission before the end of this year. And so we can work on it for, you know, for the next. I've always wondered how like there's not every so often, like there's these huge zoning battles that come yeah, up before council. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, how is it always in the same neighborhoods? Yeah. Like because why can't we have a good zoning battle somewhere other than this? Because you have Explain certain so people much. that care and certain but people it, that don't step right. up and do it. They don't anything. even have a chance though to have a zoning yeah. issue because no. the way it's zoned is like, there's not even a battle. They, they can do whatever, whatever they, they want to do. And so, so you can't even that's going to change people. in the ninth. And that, that's, and, and again, I'm telling you, a lot of it is, is, is racial. A lot of it is racial. And so why do we have the loose zoning in and on the south side? Mm-hmm. It, it's, dude, this this stuff is purpose. 
mm-hmm. its purpose. It's not even on the radar of the Planning Commission mm-hmm. to even look at zoning in the Ninth District. But this stuff is about to get moved to the top, and I'm finna make a bunch of noise about it, right? And again, I talked to Mark Olinger a year and a half ago when we were doing a community walk down on Middle Oath. He's like, "Yeah, you know what? We need, we do need to look at zoning." And it was a year and a half, year and a half later, you know. And so, you know, my liaison, you know, I love her. She does a great job because she has to put up with me. She's like, "Well, <laughs> well, we should go and sit down and meet with Mark." I'm like. I'm like, skip that. I ain't mean with Mark. I already told Mark a year and a half ago that we need to change it. Yeah. This is what Selena said we're going to do. And this, the process I can take. And so that's what we're going to do it. Forget it. I am, I am the city councilman. And yeah. so I can write legislation and resolutions to do it. I'm tired of meetings because they know yeah. it should happen. So that that's the political way. All we know it should happen. And then we just go sit on our hands. Mm-hmm. So that that's my focus. I need the ninth district to be able to control what happens in our neighborhoods because right now we can't. And so that that's my biggest thing. And then to just keep bringing money to the ninth, man. You know, we. You that's know, not a bar club. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean it was kind of cool. We just had Jim Jones, uh, 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 you know, down down at the South Side. And he he was like, man, all right, yeah, that's pretty dope, man. Do we need to do some stuff, for, you know, for for people who are homeless and and some some things of that nature? And so you've got Cam Cooper from Radio One that's investing in the South Side. And so I need to make sure that people who are trying to help my people get the resources that they need to continue to do what they do. And so for me, that that's it. That's it. So people who are helping folk in the ninth district and the eighth district, I need to make sure they get their resources because everyone else is in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, pick a number, mm-hmm. right? That's on the other side of the river. They're, I mean, dude, Carytown's got money for folk to go, to go clean up the streets. Hmm. Right. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. And I, I'm not hating on them. Parker's doing his job. Hmm. Right, Parker, but- Parker's doing his job. But again, what? dude, I mean, come on, man. Hall Street is jacked up. Hmm. You know, like I went down to Carytown. It looked pretty beautiful to me. Yeah, I, I, I went there today. I went to Bev's, you know, Bev's ice cream. Bev's right? ice cream. And so, you know, ice cream and donuts in the same day. It's bad. I've got to work out this week. I'm going to <laughs> see. I got my workout clothes on right now. Like, oh, yeah, I had a fat boy moment. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so so my goal is to conti- is, is to, we we want to control our own destiny in the ninth district. That that that's the goal. And so changing the zoning does that. Yeah. Well, uh, you've got mayor's office hours coming up here on July 10th. 10th. So mm-hmm. if you are concerned about the 9th and you want to get out there and voice your concern to the mayor and help back up, up your councilman, come what on time can it. they come on out and July, where to? Tuesday, July 10th, 6 o'clock p.m., 6255 Old Warwick Road, Southside Community Center. Um and the cool thing is, one, he's going, he's he's buying dinner. There you go. Uh, he, I mean, he, he's feeding, so he, I don't think he's fed in any of, any of the other ones, unless they fed at the seventh. Yeah. No, and and so so that's really important to you, and I really appreciate that. That's what you do at your meetings, is you feed people. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like, dude, if I'm moving my meeting for you, you feeding my folk, and so you know they 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 listen to me, so I'm like, cool, whatever, <laughs> right? There you go. So they're gonna feed us. So so six o'clock, and and the cool thing about these, if you bring real issues, they'll fix them right there. Yes. Put that ass on the spot. Yep. Put them on the spot. Yeah. Yep. You know, I'm telling you, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. And so, man, that that's what we want. That's what we want. And so come on out in the ninth district. I'm glad about, you know, all the interest that's going in and going on right now. And man, we just gonna keep getting it. I just want people to follow me. Follow me uh at Dr. Michael Jones on Instagram, on Twitter. It's the uh, gosh, what it, what it, what am I on Twitter? Uh, uh, the Mike Jones or Doctor Mike Jones? I think I'm Doctor Mike Jones on Dr. Twitter. Doctor Michael Jones. Doctor Mike Jones, Jones. Uh, on Twitter, and then the uh, 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 Doctor Michael Jones on 
Instagram, follow me. Man, stay up to date on what's going on uh, because we're going to let y'all know what, what what's really going on and what's really happening uh, in the neighborhood. So I think you've got date. the Dr. Mike Jones on Twitter. Am I? Yeah. I, I am the you've, Dr. You've Mike Jones. On, you've gone some rebranding right now. Yeah, man, um, I've got this brand manager out of Dallas that is in my behind, and I don't like him right now. He's got me doing so much stuff. Mm. Uh, but he's good at what he does, and so – I had to drop the Dr. J RVA ninth, and you know I had branded that during the election. He's like, "Man, we're trying to do bigger things than that." And so, you know, so yeah, the Dr. Mike Jones on uh, Twitter, and then on Instagram, you know, the Dr. Michael Jones. And so we're trying to, you know, I guess Mike Jones is so common that it's kind of tough to get it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we're, we're out there doing big things. That's our goal. We want to continue to bring money to the South Side. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank, thank you so for, much. Can, really can, can I say it. this? Can I say this? I love what you guys do. Oh, thank I, you. I love what you guys do and how you guys do and how you hold people accountable. Uh, and y'all, dude, y'all, not that y'all have gone in on me, but I mean, dude, when y'all. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say mean, something. You know, I, I appreciate <laughs> I mean, yeah. the fact. I, I, I mean, dude, don't when think that do folk don't we listen. Will. When you do something, we'll do uh, it. I'm, I'm just, then trust me, if I do something, I'm going to do it because I want to do it. There and if folk have something to say about it, it's like, it's all good. It's all gravy. But I just appreciate y'all's voice. Don't let anything silence it. Don't be co-opted by any relationship. Man, y'all keep speaking truth to power and just have fun doing it, all right? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Appreciate it. Now, if we could just get our white male audience to understand that, we'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have been one of the most fun episodes we've ever done. Thank you to Councilman Dr. Michael Jones of the 9th District for stopping by and shooting the ish with us for a little while. If you'd like to conversate with us, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RVA Dirt. Until next time, thanks for listening to RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania right here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. And remember, stay classy, Richmond, and stay involved.